Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now, let's begin. are having a great week. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Lana Del Rey. Now, I thought she would be a great topic to talk about since she's going to be releasing her second album of the year this month. Her first album dropped earlier this year. It was Ken Trails Over the Country Club, but she's definitely going to be releasing one this month, so stay tuned for that. It's also her birthday month, and she's going to be headlining Bonnaroo later this year. So if any of you guys are going to Bonnaroo last day, uh, I definitely recommend going to watch her perform. It's a really fun set, and her fans are just so incredible. It's, it's a whole vibe. So definitely go check that out. Lana's been in the spotlight for 10 years now, and it's been incredible to watch her evolution over the years. And I think she plays an important role in music history. And I think it can be hard to see, especially in this day and age, because we're bombarded with so much media and we kind of fixate on certain artists. So some artists get overshadowed by other artists. And I think she's really cool in the sense that she doesn't do everything by the book. And she kind of makes her own rules when it comes to her lyrics, her sound, and her music videos. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we'll also talk about her unique concerts, her diehard fans. So that's what I've got in store for you guys later on today. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about the amazing weekend I just had. So I just got back from my girlfriend's bachelorette last weekend. And it was incredible. It was one of the first times I had actually physically been out to a club uh, since prior to the pandemic. So it was really amazing and we had so much fun. But there was also a lot of music to be had. The first night we got there, we went to one bar and they had karaoke and we had so much fun. I loved karaoke. I loved doing karaoke. I loved watching karaoke. So we had an absolute blast. Uh, Me and the bride, we actually performed Just a Girl by No Doubt. So that was really fun. There was also a host that would perform in between sets, um, you know, karaoke. And they, the host performed uh, Blue Monday, which is originally a New Order song, but they did the orgy version. I love that song. If you never heard it, definitely look it up. I'll put that on my playlist today. Um, they did such a fabulous job. The other song they did, um, 
is by When in Rome Promise, and if you remember, that's featured in the N- Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack, and it's an 80s song. I, l- I love that song. But they, they absolutely killed it. And um, someone uh, in the audience had performed uh, Freedom by George Michael, and I love that song. I love singing that song. That's such a great anthem. Also, another song you can, like, blast in your car and, you know, feel really confident and, you know, free. So definitely we'll also put that on the uh, Spotify list as well. But I also got to talk about all the artists that are just dropping songs. It's, I'm so happy. (laughs) No idea. Uh, Churches just announced um, they'll be touring later on this year. Uh, that starts in November. It's called Scream Violence, their North American tour. And they also just released uh, two songs, one of which features Robert Smith from The Cure. I, f- I listened to that a few times, and it's really good. I, l- in general, love churches. I think they're just s- such an amazing um, band. And then, I, you know, if you ever go to a festival and they're watch the whole set, they... They kill it. There's just so much energy, and the singer is just this adorable um, young lady who just, her voice is beautiful, and she has, she has so much fun. You can really, like, feel it and see it when you go to their set, so. And also, Lord just dropped a song called Solar Power. I mean, and this is a really, also, it feels like this is going to be a summer anthem, And now everyone's like, all right, Lord, where's more music? We want more music. We want a new album. So that's going to be really cool and exciting to look forward to this year. 21 Pilots also just announced uh, their takeover tour, and they just also came out with a new album. And they're only going to a few cities starting in September, but they're going to be going. They'll be doing multiple sets in those cities, which is really cool. So I definitely recommend checking them out. I, years ago, when they first came on the radio, I was like, eh, skeptical. And that was just me being ignorant. But I heard someone on the radio say, you've got to watch them live. They put on an incredible performance. And I really do believe you have to see people live. Um, You know, sometimes listening to them on audio can be a little bit different than what the experience is like. And we saw them at Boston Calling two years ago, and it was just, it was incredible. It was, you know, between the changing of instruments and just the actual set design and the lights and the energy that was brought between uh, the band members, it was just, it was a really great set. So if they're ever, when they come around, and I, I highly recommend if you like them, maybe you don't even, you're skeptical as well. Go check them out. Go see them live. They are amazing. And then the Foo Fighters just announced they'll, they're dropping a disco album uh, under the name of the DGs in honor of Record Store Day. I mean, I love disco. I love Studio 54. And I love it when artists transition into different sounds. And I can't wait. So I'm definitely really excited to listen to that. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I hope you have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care. On this segment, I decided to take two recurring segments on this podcast and combine them into one. 
One of these segments is called Concert Alchemy, and that's when you feature and talk about your most magical and favorite sets. And then the other segment is called Evolution of a Star, in which we explore an artist's evolution over the years from the beginning to where they are now. So today we are going to combine Concert Alchemy, Evolution of a Star, and talk about Lana Del Rey. I hope you guys enjoy. Back in 2011, I was on this website for this magazine called Nylon, and every week they would feature new artists to see. And I remember finding Lana Del Rey's EP for video games, and I thought that was really cool that they'd featured it. And, you know, right away I thought she... I loved the song, and I loved her aesthetic. She had the flower crown. She had the gold hoop earrings. She had the old Hollywood wave hairstyle. And, like I said, right away I knew she was really cool, and I kind of had a feeling she was going to be big. After video games dropped, it was followed by Blue Jeans, and that song also had that same sort of flair, you know. She was the girl that wanted the guy, and either the guy wasn't was unavailable, or just this sort of um, broken woman sort of vibe and you know the thing is about Lana she's got a bad rap over the years about the types of messages she sends to you know her audience and whether it's it's the right message and for me you know someone who's always been strong in her own relationships I have never felt that way what I have however I have been in relationships like that but I've gotten over them. And the thing, and, and maybe that's other people's opinions, but for me, Lana is just trying to capture this essence of possibly an experience that she's been through before, her own longings, her own desires. And, you know, sometimes our subconscious thoughts aren't the actions we're going to take in real life. And that's the beauty of art is that we're able to talk about the things that we may need or that we desire but we may not act on those desires it just could be an inner longing and that's again that's the beauty of music that's the beauty of art being able to express how we feel like a diary in in, in a way after blue jeans it was that was followed by um born to die and then the album had dropped and I, I mean, this album blew up. This is what really propelled Lana's career. And the thing about, you know, not just her, her songs, like if you've ever listened to her songs, the lyrics are great. It's, it's catchy and the music is fun to listen to. You want to like, you know, turn it up in your car. And, but other than that, the thing I think that really drove home her music was her her music videos. Her songs were accompanied by these elaborate music videos that had these beautiful storylines that were really just 
capturing exactly what she's trying to push in her lyrics. Um, Born to Die is one of my favorites. I mean, Summertime Sadness was good, um, but I think, you know, off that album, Born to Die is just really, I was like, okay, who is Lana Del Rey? She's amazing. What is going on in her mind? And that's really what made me a huge fan of hers and and helped, I think, helped her career and also made other fans in, intrigued as well. If you haven't seen the Born to Die video, I highly, highly suggest go on YouTube, look it up. I'm actually going to be referencing a lot of these videos and I'm telling you, go look it up. It's it's a great one. So then you've got this album doing amazing, and now everyone is starting to know who Lana Del Rey is, and then what does she do? She drops Born to Die, the Paradise Edition, which features nine new tracks, and one song in particular, she comes out, again, accompanies it with this massive music video that's like seven or eight minutes long with this whole storyline, and that is Ride. Ride was incredible. I've watched that music video, I can't tell you how many times. And then I remember being with my friends at like, I came home from like a club one day and we were in the car at like 4 a.m. and I made them, all my friends in the car, watch that music video. And I remember we were literally, our mouths were like open, we were captivated and we were all like, who is this girl? This is incredible. And that's the thing about Lana, and she'll tell you that, you know, she's not the, I've heard her before in interviews say, like, she's not the, you know, the greatest singer, but she is a writer, she's a poet, and she likes art, she likes to sort of um, take her, her music and take her poetry and take her song and put it into a giant package and serve it up in to you in one you know, giant art piece, basically. That's exactly what it is to me. And, you know, I like that. I like that she's trying to be transparent. She's trying to say, hey, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not a Whitney Houston, but I am an artist. And I do have a vision and I do have an idea of what I'm trying to, you know, express. And, and that's why I think she's so popular because I think, there's so many women like myself that, you know, I feel a little bit of Lana Del Rey inside of me. And, and you know, we look at any artist and the artist usually reflects the audience and the audience reflects the artist. And I think, you know, she's also creating a little bit of us and maybe our own journeys and our own stories. And that's that's what I really love and respect about Lana. The Paradise Edition is truly one of my favorites, and I think because I love every song that she releases, I really can't say that I don't like any of the songs, and, you know, it's got this Chateau Marmont sort of vibe, she's got, you know, that classical, um, those violins, you know, and her lyrics are just so deep, and I, you know, I really, I love this album. I remember me and my husband driving around in California and we had the windows open and we blasted it. And it's definitely one of those songs. If you go to California and you're driving around LA, blast the, the Paradise Edition. It's, it's really, it's incredible. And I'm also going to link that on my Spotify. So if you've never listened to any of those songs, I truly, truly recommend it.
So then after this album is released, you know, she doesn't release any more music videos. But then I think the year after, it was like 2014, she drops this mini movie called Tropico. And it's actually based off of like a Bible story. It's got this Adam and Eve um, sort of storyline going and it features actually three songs and this is what's a, a game changer for Lana and I think music in general because not a lot of artists take three of their songs and combine them into one music video and that's what Lana did and she took I th it was started off with Body Electric then I think we went into uh, Gods and Monsters and then Bel Air if I missed one, I'm sorry, but I think that's the order. And uh, it's so good. If you've never seen Tropico, highly recommend it. Go look it up. It's on YouTube. It's really good. And I love that. And I just, again, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what is going on in Lana's mind? Lana's music is also inspired by her Catholic upbringing. And that's something that always resonated with me because my family, um, my grandmother was an organist in a Catholic church. And, you know, there is this, you know, in her music, this curiosity and this intrigue of, you know, why we're here and life and death. And that's something that always resonated with me. And again, I think that resonates with a lot of people. After this album, I was able to check out her Endless Summer Tour, and that was pretty cool because she, her stage had palm trees and like candelabras, and it was just such a magical, elaborate set, and you did feel like you were in California. And then the cool part about Lana is she's, she loves her fans so much. She's always getting down off the stage and going and signing and taking photos with her fans. That's how cool she is. And then the other part of Alana's show is that all of her fans, they are singing her lyrics in unison. And that's the thing about her songs. You, they're just so catchy. And then when you're around all the diehard fans and their flower crowns and their, you know, American flag sort of outfits, they're they're just belting out her tunes along with her, and it's just the most magical experience. <laughs> like really, if again, if you've never gone to a Lana show, highly recommend it because you'll really see how invested her fans are, but also like how how powerful her lyrics are and how much fun a uh, Lana set is. So then after this album, Lana switches gears and releases her second album. So instead of featuring her songs with a violin and that more classical sound, she brings on a guitar. And she hires Dan Auerbach to, from the Black Keys to be her producer. And you can really hear that sound in this album. And it's little less Chateau Marmont and a little more Venice Beach this time around. This album is also one of my favorite albums and I love how it still has that California ambiance but she also is reminiscent of New York and at this tour I was able to go and she features a sk massive skyline behind her and this New York City sort of set 
and I thought that was really cool, and that was a really great tour as well, and if you haven't heard the Ultraviolence album, I highly suggest that one. I love some of my favorite songs are Cool World, Shades of Cool, uh, Sad Girl. I mean, that's a really great album, and I just, I, I love the vibe. I would love to get that on a record, actually, and really play that out loud in my house. At this point, the whole world is starting to catch on to Lana Del Rey. And I, on this album, she had actually featured a song about Guns N' Roses, and they actually made her her own personalized jacket, which I thought was really cool. She also was a huge fan of Kurt Cobain, and I just find it so interesting that Courtney Love actually opened for her. And it's like, imagine being Lana Del Rey and you've got all these major iconic people wanting to know who you are. And then on later albums, I think it was The Lust for Life, she features Stevie Nicks and Sean Ono Lennon. And then she even sang at Kim and Kanye's rehearsal dinner. She sang Young and Beautiful. I mean, how cool is that? So then after Ultraviolence, Lana releases Honeymoon in 2015, and she starts it off with High by the Beach, and again, she accompanies it with this epic music video in which a helicopter is just outside of her beach apartment, uh, house, I should say, and it's another great video. And then she just drops music to watch the boys, too, and then Freak, which also is an uh, incredible music video in which she trips on acid with Father John Misty. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. But again, she's playing around with her sound, and I like that. I like on each album, you still have that Lana essence, but there's she's playing around with her instruments and her sound. And that's where you can kind of really see her evolution. And she's starting to find herself uh, in each album a little bit more and a little bit more again. After Honeymoon, she releases Lust for Life in 2017. And a lot of her songs were her feelings based off of, you know, the politics and what was going on within the nation. It had a very peaceful vibe to it. And... I did really like that album a lot, and I ended up going on that tour, um, watching that tour, and that was really good. She had swings, she had fake water and a bridge, and and that was a really, really, really fun uh, set. Some of my favorite songs on that album are Love, Lust for Life, 13 Beaches, White Mustang, Summer Bummer, and, you know, it's funny, oh, Get Free Too, which... There was a little bit of a legal issue between her and Radiohead. Um, That's a story for another day. But, you know, I feel like on each album, again, the sound is changing. But there's always these songs that I just really love and I really just resonate with. And I don't don't know how she does it, but she really always gets me (laughs) no matter what. After Lust for Life is Norman... fucking Rockwell, which was released in 2019. She hires producer Jack Antoff, who is famous uh, for being in the band Bleachers, and that also has a different sound. She features a piano, uh, and I love this one too. It's 
it's very different from what she usually does. And her songs, I think, over the years are starting to slow down and uh, be, you know, feel a little bit more lighter than they used to in the beginning. But I also really love these albums. I just something you like to put on while you're just chilling on your couch and you're smoking some weed or something. <laughs> what was really cool about this album was Lana remade Doing Time by Sublime. And she received rave reviews not just from fans, but also the band members from Sublime. And that's the thing. It's like uh, that song reminds me of California. And there's nobody better than the California girl herself, Lana Del Rey, to re remake that song. And she did such a great job with it. And I feel like, um, you know, she really kind of synchronized it to the original, not taking away from the original, but her voice was what really captured that essence. And she did such a great job with it. So fast forward to 2021 and Lana releases Chemtrails Over the Country Club. And uh, this video also another incredible um, music video. And again, a different sound, but you still have Lana's essence. I think her fans have been waiting and dying for this album. Every time Lana says I'm releasing a new album, we're all freaking out. And, you know, I just think that she is going to be around for a really long time. I don't see her stopping anytime soon. And I just think she is so incredibly talented. The reason I think Lana is so respected and revered is, number one, she's very transparent. She doesn't hide who she is. And she also is exactly who she wants to be. She has no problem with transitioning her sound. She has no problem playing with different instruments. She has no problem creating different melodies. And she's not trying to create music just for the audience, just for the hype. She's creating music for herself. And I think that's where sometimes it can be a little bit trickier for artists because you can kind of feel that energy of like trying to push and get this, you know, this desperation to get this album out and get so much hype. And, you know, you don't feel that with a Lana album because she's really not just trying to get hype. She's just trying to create the music that's coming out of her soul. And that's what she's putting out there. And I feel like her audience just gets that. Fans also really love Lana because she mixes the old with the new. She's progressive with her sound and her style, but then she's also reminiscent of the golden ages. The other thing about Lana is she's very creative and she doesn't do everything by the book. Everything in it is an experience with Lana down to her set design with candelabras and palm trees or this, you know, New York City um, skyline or the fact that she does these mini music videos, uh, mini movie music videos that have these incredible storyline and are 
very visual and you know you always want to watch it again and then she does off the cuff things like playing at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery at Halloween I mean that's so cool and I think that's what's really going to pique people's interest when people are just doing things that they want to do that haven't been done before there's no hype around it it's just it's it's a little bit more creative it's off the cuff and it's unique and that's why I think Lana Del Rey is going to be around for a while believe me you're gonna see her for a very long time and you know I I look forward to hearing more music from her and you know, I'm ex also excited for this new album that she's about to drop. And, you know, I know she just released a few songs from it. And Blue Bannister is pretty good. And again, she's changing around her sound. Um, she's, I just, I can't say enough about how incredibly talented she is and how awesome she is. I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of the Alchemy of Music. I really enjoyed talking about Lana today, and I firmly, truly believe that she is way ahead of her time. And don't forget, I'll sh be sharing a playlist on Spotify of every episode of a lot of the songs and the artists that we talk about. And I will definitely be creating a playlist today of some of my favorite Lana songs. And I highly recommend, again, YouTube, Born to Die, Ride, and Tropico. Those are some of my favorite music videos. If you haven't seen them, I definitely recommend checking them out. Please feel free to let me know what are some of your favorite Lana Del Rey tracks. What are your favorite albums? When did you first fall in love with her? What's your favorite music video? Please let me know. I really want to hear from you guys. And if you haven't seen Lana Del Rey before, don't forget she will be playing Sunday night at Bonnaroo. If any of you guys are going to Bonnaroo this year, I definitely recommend checking out her set for sure. On next week's episode, we'll be celebrating the solstice and talking about some of our favorite summer jams. So that's going to be a really fun episode. And we'll also be kicking off the 4th of July parties early. And we're going to be discussing all of our favorite Americana songs and musicians. So please tune into that. That'll be next Monday. I hope you guys have a great week. Please don't forget rate, review, share my podcast. It helps me be heard, helps these stories get out there. And also I am on Spotify. Follow me, like my, my podcast, check out those playlists. And again, I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a great week, everyone. Take care. Mm -hmm.